small business news, advice, and education. This is Startup BizCast. Hello, everyone. This is episode 53 of Startup BizCast. I'm Steve Mullen, president of Endgame Public Relations, a PR firm specializing in media relations, PR for search engine optimization, and social media production. Startup BizCast is produced by BizPods, the corporate podcast production service from Endgame Public Relations. To learn how your business can join the podcasting revolution, go to endgamepr.com forward slash podcasts. You know, you hear a lot about going green these days with your cars, your food, even your toilet paper. But how can your business be more ecologically sound? This week's interview guest has some advice on that topic. Tish Kashani is with Co-op America, a membership organization for individuals and businesses that are trying to not only make their lives more green, but are also working to make a greener world. Before we get to the advice for the week, I have some listener feedback, though. A few weeks ago, I put out a call for your favorite Startup BizCast episode for use during my Best of the First 50 episode show. Didn't get a great deal of feedback at that time, but since then, I've gotten two requests for episode 31, which featured Susan Wilson-Solovic from SBTV. She talked about women in small businesses and the problems they have to overcome. The most recent comment about that episode came from Beatrice Ball from GoldenBeeTours.com, and I wanted to read a portion of it to you. Here's what she said. Something Susan said made a lot of sense to me, and that was the reason I decided to open my own business. The fact that I felt passionate about what I do and knew that I could do it better than anyone else. Susan had two other great points. We women are affected by specific nuances in our lives, such as being, in most cases, responsible for raising children. And she said the corporate life doesn't always give us the flexibility we need, and that is probably one of the reasons why we are starting our own business and being successful at it. Her advice against trying to do it all alone is also right on target. Thanks, Susan, for your smart advice and suggestions. And thank you, Beatrice, for your comment. That episode, I did leave it out of my best of the first 50, and apparently I shouldn't have because it's apparently more popular than I realized. If you have a favorite episode of Startup BizCast or want to comment on this or any other episode, stick around until the end of the show and I'll tell you how you can send in your feedback. And it's time now for our review of small business news from this past week in the BizCast Brief. Small business lending was up in 2007 compared to the previous year. That's according to research from the Federation of Independent Businesses. The study showed the number of small business loans under $1 million increased by 15% since last June. If you're like me, you've been wondering if you'll need to take out a loan the next time you fill up at the pump. It's hurting everyone, including small businesses, of course. A survey by the UK's Federation of Small Businesses showed that 80% of the small firms there think the high price of fuel will curtail their business growth in the next 12 months. Finally, surely you've heard about the announcement about the new iPhone. It was rather hard to avoid if you read, listen, or watch any news at all. But this new iPhone, is it a good small business tool? The website smartbiz.com says before buying it to use for your business, you may want to consider three things. First, do you need a full keyboard? The iPhone doesn't have one. You need to consider the platform your business uses, such as Microsoft Exchange, RIM BlackBerry, or Apple Mobile Me. And if you're rolling out a number of devices, consider whether you can manage and take care of the tech support. SmartBiz advises letting your employees pick what they want and then reimburse them for some or all of their mobile plan. You'll find more on these stories and others in this week's recommended reading, found on the Startup BizCast blog. Time now for this week's Startup BizCast small business advice. 
It's been hard to avoid all the talk of going green lately. NBC Television even did a football halftime show in the dark last season to illustrate how to save on their lighting bill, I guess. But how can you make your business more ecologically sound? For advice, we turn to Tish Kashani. She's with Co-op America, a membership group that's working to not only help individuals and businesses go green, but also make a greener planet. Tish, thanks for joining us on Startup BizCast. Thank you for having me. Now, first off, tell us about Co-op America. What is it? Co-op America is a membership organization. We have both individual and business members, and we're really focused on how um, you can harness your economic power to, to green your life, green your business, and green the world. And what is the Green Business Network? It's part of your organization. These are um, businesses that are committed to building into their business practices and their business policies both environmental sustainability and social justice. So they're looking at both pieces in all aspects of their business. So they're not just trying to conserve resources. They're actually actively, I guess they're being activists. Right, right. Uh, Now, I think everyone would really like to use fewer resources in businesses, but I guess the main concern is that it's not easy and it costs more money to have an ecologically sound business. Let's talk about money first. Does it have to cost more to run a green business? It doesn't have to cost more. There are certain things that every business can do and look at for their own business and decide um, both in terms of what it's looking at both where your business has its most impact and and the kinds of small steps that you can make so that you can really look at um, steps that would be easy and low cost and sort of track those out to the ones that are that are more expensive or costly in other ways for your business. And you can work out a plan for implementing things that move you deeper and deeper into sustainability as your business develops. Now, can you think of anything off the top of your head that would actually save a business money and be ecologically sound at the same time? Well, there are ways that the businesses can do things with energy, for example, that can really save them them money and really really help the environment. So, you know, for example, if you've got a kitchen in your business and you can use Energy Star appliances in your business, if you have ways of using renewable energy, um, either putting solar panels on your um, roof of your building or uh, buying renewable energy through your utility. A lot of people can do that directly. You can do it through the kinds of transportation that you use either in your business or that you support for your employees to do and coming back and forth to work. So those things can save the business money and the employees money too. Now, you mentioned there were some small steps that businesses could take, and I realize there's a lot of variables because there are literally a million types of small businesses. But generally speaking, what are some of the simple things that the average business can do to be more green? Well, first of all, they can look at their paper use, and that's everything from are they reusing boxes and packages and so on that they get as much as they can? Are they recycling theirs? Are they using uh, recycled paper and recycled paper with a lot of post-consumer waste included in it? The energy, which we've already talked about, um, do they do... um, If they have a kitchen, do they compost in their kitchen? Do they use reusable uh, plates and cups and so on? What kind of cleaning products do they use? Um, Is the business recycling paper, glass, electronics in a responsible way? Um, In the space itself that a business has, are they doing what they can uh, within the business, uh, within the building itself? Are there... um, 
Are they recycling furniture, reusing furniture? Are they using CFL bulbs? So all of those are pieces that any business can look at and work at making changes in. I guess my favorite thing to do, I, I have a public relations business, and uh, you know, I'm by no means an expert on this, but my favorite thing to do is I, I do a lot of writing for my clients, and I have to print out a lot of drafts. So I have a stack of paper that's been printed on one side already. When I do the drafts, I print on the other side, and when I'm done with it, it goes in the Correct. recycling bin. So you know, it's been, been used twice at least. Correct. Uh, Correct. Now, are, are, and doing, of course, as much electronically as you can, too. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, but, I, you know, I, unfortunately uh, for the environment, I, I have a hard time editing uh, on the screen uh, for my final drafts. It, 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 the paper, for some reason, I can see the uh, mistakes better. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but it's true. Yeah, now, yeah I'm the same way. Are there any mistakes that business owners make, things they think are doing to help, are they're doing to help the environment, but they actually are, are not? I think probably sometimes what they're, what is difficult sometimes is that choices involve, choices aren't clear cut. So um, something can have um, two or three different impacts. So sometimes in thinking about um, using maybe an environmentally preferable product, but that product is coming from very, very far away. So is there another way to use something um, um, that's local that... Um, that might be a better overall impact. Um, so I think those kinds of things can be hard for a business to weigh at times. Um, certainly the focus on as much local as possible is really um, a huge piece. But there are a lot of different things that are, that are coming from a variety of different places overseas. So for us to really, for business owners to really get a sense of where their different products are coming from and and which ones are going to have the least impact overall in terms of what they need and what they use in their business. You know, uh, for example, a business that's a publishing business and they're using a lot of paper, they're going to be looking at that specifically. Another business that's a service business may be looking at energy more because they're doing a lot of stuff um, electronically um, and might be using, um, so it's the kind of energy they're using it and whether they're using renewable energy that has the biggest impact. So part of it is really looking at your own business and your own industry and the, and the major impacts that it has. And I guess the, the local purchasing is due to just the, the fuel that it takes to get the product to you? Right, right. And I guess one last question, and you, you've probably covered this a bit, but overall, does it have to be hard to be a green business? No, no. No, it's an, it's an, um, it's an incredible opportunity. It's an incredible opportunity, and there's so more, so many possibilities out there now of ways to, to do it and do it in ways that are really cost-effective. In, in the last two to five years, so many more things have developed, everything from energy to packaging to recycling possibilities to the kinds of gifts that you can buy and, and offer your clients. All of those things have just the kinds of um, choices you have now are so um, so much more abundant that there are really lots of different ways that a business can do this now. I know I said that was the last question, but I lied. I have one more. <laughs> uh, I know I, I have read recently that it, you have to be very careful when you're buying products that claim to be green, that claim to be ecologically sound. Uh, there are a lot of products out there that, that make that claim that really aren't. 
Um, I think you, yeah, I think you really have to do your homework. And it's not only for, also for Co-op America, um, green is both that environmental and social justice piece. So, um, so when we're looking at something, we're looking at both what is this what is this product and what does it really offer that's an improvement over the conventional product and is that a real improvement um, and then how is this product being produced and how are um, how is does it, is it impacting the environment both in its production and in the way workers are being treated so it's a it's a big picture that you're trying to think about, and those are questions that you can ask any kind of supplier of a product for you, whether it's a store that you might be buying in to find out what they know about their products that they're selling you, um, to a specific supplier that you're, that you're going to and you want to buy their product, and they should be able to answer these kinds of questions for you. Okay, great advice today. Uh, Tish Kashani with Co-op America. Thanks for joining us on Startup BizCast. I appreciate it. Okay, thanks, Steve. You can learn more about Co-op America and its green network at coopamerica.com. So how is your business trying to help the environment? You can submit your advice by going to startupbizcast.com and clicking on Share Your Advice. I'll talk about it on the next episode. You can also record an audio comment by calling 206-339-4366. That's 206-339-4366. And you can find that number on the Startup BizCast blog if you don't have a pencil and paper handy. To contact me directly, you can email info at startupbizcast.com or you can comment on the blog. That's a wrap for episode 53 of Startup BizCast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Steve Mullen.